0: Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast.
1: Yep, I'm here.
2: Okay, let's get started then. All right. Uh, are we recording? <laughs> yeah, we are recording. Well, I was recording okay. video off the toll. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, edit. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And we got Scott Zimmerman, first time on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for coming on the show. This is episode number 43, Scott Zimmerman and the Air Bears. So before we get to know Scott a little better and the Air Bears, um, let's see how everyone's week's been first. Who wants to start? I'll start. I will. Let Scott uh, start. <laughs> yeah, let's get Scott to start. Okay.
3: Just like Five minutes ago i was the first to get the new mini drac from right wing i'm really oh, yeah. excited about that yeah um and last week uh air bears had a another search and rescue operation up in northern minnesota so uh yeah we've been really busy out here
2: oh that's awesome really yep so i mean we'll we'll talk about the air bears in a sec um but i have some questions for sure uh you know, but uh, yeah, Kevin, you want to go next?
0: Well, wait a minute. I googled Mini Drac and it came up Mini Draco pistol. Is that what he's talking about? I don't know. What, was it a pistol you got? No, no. <laughs> I
3: didn't think you, so. It's no, a right wing, uh,
2: sixty inch,
0: right,
3: correct. Wing. And I have the, I have the, the big one, and I love it. Uh, but it is a monstrous plane. So I was really happy when uh, Chris Click, the owner of Right Wing, decided to make a, a scaled down version of it, and just like maybe ten minutes before we went on board, he put it up for uh like an exclusive pre sale thing. And I'm like, I'll take it <laughs> so
2: Yeah, nice. you know this kind of looks like the um it kinda looks like Kevin Batusek's uh Raiden? Raiden. But us with uh our friend Dave's uh um Bird of Pearl. Okay. It's a four sweeping wing uh plane.
0: Um, right. Get FPV has it on,
2: site, on, their, uh, on their site.
0: See, I I now I Googled mini Draco right wing, and I got Illinois Nazis. So I don't know what, <laughs> what? I did here.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh God. Let me send you a link. A, it's it's a link. Send link, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'll
0: be putting in fluorescent <laughs> lights and getting lesbians
2: pretty soon for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know right, I just put it in our uh, Skype oh, chat. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty look, cool-looking plane. What is it made out of? Is it... um. It's molded e p p okay, and it is amazingly strong well is this something to use for um a p or f p v type of stuff or
3: uh, I fly mine f p v and actually uh chris crick uh chris Click donated uh a DRAC to Air Bears, and we use it for search and rescue operations actually it's uh piloted by my vice president dan
0: Wenberg. oh awesome, yeah. Oh wow, that's that thing is really nice. Damn. Yeah, right. It's sleek. It's nice looking. The nice inch. thing about it is that
3: it's yeah. uh, it's like a flying pickup truck. It can carry so much gear. One of the the things that make a good search and rescue fixed wing aircraft are its ability to float. Mm-hmm. It, if it can carry a lot of gear like cameras and sensors, uh, mechanically simple, and uh, and it and it, it meets all those criteria. So I told Chris, I'm like, you have a contender for a really good search and rescue plane. He goes, well, I'll tell you what, I'll send you one. You guys test
2: it out. And so we're, we are, and it's uh, performing rather well. Oh, wow. Yeah, that looks, that looks pretty big. I'm just kind of scrolling through the uh, getfpv.com site here, and they have some video clips. I'm not clicking on any videos, but I'm just seeing um, the guy standing in front of the, the main fuselage and the wings, and wow, that thing is massive. Yeah, it's a huge plane. Yeah, that one's
0: 60-inch. What's the mini? What is that going to be, 30? No, 40,
2: 43, I think. Oh okay. still a good size, yeah. But something good size. like that, yeah. yeah.
0: Wow, wow.
3: Nice. Cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. That'll be my winter project. We, uh, up here in Minnesota, we need winter projects.
0: Yeah. That last eight months long? <laughs> yes, exactly. Jeez. My, my
3: my builds, like, come out of the workshop in the spring immaculate. Like, <laughs> uh, Steve, you mentioned the bird of prey. I, my, my drac is actually painted like a Klingon bird of prey with the, awesome. the and Yeah, it looks fantastic. <laughs> I'm actually afraid to fly it because it's so nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you got to post some pictures on Facebook. I want to see it. Um, I'm part of the Air Bears uh, uh, Facebook page. So, yeah, love to see that
3: okay cool well you know we don't I I really kind of keep to the nuts and bolts of business when it comes to the air bears you know (laughs) because once you start talking about you know what I fly for hobby that can just blow up and then the really important information gets buried so
1: just
2: message it to me then I definitely want to check it out All right, uh, Kevin you want to go next yeah sure man
0: Uh, I've been working on that 450 scale build and uh I've had this fuselage for maybe five years. I don't even know how how long it's been. I bought it a long, long time ago mm-hmm. on an internet far, far away, and it was. I thought it was from Hobby King, but I just tried to do some research. Maybe it wasn't. It's a five hundred A fuse. It's like your standard, you know, red, white, and blue scheme. And mm-hmm. not too long ago, I got the the four hundred and fifty donor for the hardware for the inside, and that was from Hobby King. The servos are Hobby King. The ESC and motor is Hobby King. I think man, the batteries sponsored sp- by Hobby King. The batteries <laughs> Hobby King. Yeah, I'm sponsored by Hobby King. No. <laughs> Can't beat it. Cheap man. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be sponsored, like I said, by Kettle One. Um, but uh, <laughs> nice. yeah, it it's all. I it got an icon in it, and yeah. uh, dude, I it flew great, man. It, it flew right after, right out of the setup. Went through it all. You know, made sure this was going in the right directions. Did my my rudder throws on the tail rotor and all that, and frigging thing, I have it... I don't have it set up for Sport 3D, obviously. Um, just basic, really, is what I think I set it up for. Okay. And uh, I wanted to fly it on S, but it was a little too crazy for that motor and, you know, straight-cut motor gear. It just... It didn't sound right at all. I tried it a few times, and when I... I guess because I don't have uh, the ESC and, like, soft start or soft, you know... Spool go, up? Yeah, spool mm-hmm. up from you know, idle up to to like bank two or three. Right. It just jumped. So I kinda I kinda went into the what I go into the programming. I went into the programming icon and I just did a couple of changes and then I put a three S in it and it was so much better. It sounded so much better. It was so much more scale. So I was like, all right, this is this is cool. I'm gonna leave it like this.
2: Yeah. I mean it's probably also gearing too, because if it's geared for three S and you just pop into four S, yeah. Um, you know, that thing is jumping like as far as rpm yeah uh, true more so Uh,
0: the pinions probably set up for yeah for 3s because yeah that's what i had back in the day Mm -hmm. but yeah man i was i was psyched i was like look at this thing going around and it actually looks pretty cool too you know
2: oh yeah that's from the pictures i saw it looked great
0: yeah i can't wait to fly that Mm -hmm. and that's all i've done this i didn't get a chance to go flying uh saturday or sunday because it was pretty crappy out saturday and then i had to pick my wife up from the airport on sunday and we had we had plans on sunday
2: All right on
0: yeah so i didn't get a chance to go out so that's it cool How about, what have you been up to man i know you had a <laughs> i
2: had a pretty crazy sunday Oh, <laughs> a crazy sunday yeah i was gonna say a week yeah yeah definitely the week has been crazy but um you know works work but i got a chance to get out on uh sunday to go flying And, you know, I brought all my helis out. Um, Yeah, you got quite the the fleet now, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just address the white elephant in the room. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I crashed my Goblin 700 competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was my first 700 heli. I've had it over a year and a half, probably about a year and eight months or so now. Yeah,
0: I'd say easy because we've been flying at that field for a year.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And this was the first big crash I had. Steve,
3: Um, do you do the 3D flying with the heli? Yeah. Oh, man. That's amazing. Hats off to you. I don't know how you do that, man.
2: I don't know either.
3: (laughs) But Obviously, I, your goblin is asking the same question.
2: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, it basically, I, I, you know, I had two packs for it. And I, I, the first pack, I was just flying around doing my 3D stuff, having a great time. Second pack, I probably drained about eighty percent of the pack doing my stuff. And then I'm like, you know what? It, let me go up and do some autos. Let me do some auto rotations. Let me practice. So I was going, um, Kevin, if you, you know, out field, if you're at the flight line. I was going basically all the way to the left on top of those trees. Okay. And about 200, 300 feet up. And then I would cut the motor off and, you know, start coming in for an auto. Came down, bailed out probably about 10, 15 feet, went back up, you know, came down, bailed out, did about four or five times. And on the last time where I was actually going to commit and land in an auto, I, I went up. And I was coming down and I was, you know, I wanted to make sure I had enough forward momentum. And I think what happened is that when I cut the motor and it was flying forward, uh, I started pitching the heli back and giving a little negative so that the you know the airflow would go through the blades, keeping the head speed up. Right. Um, but I think I might have tilted too far back and it was coming in really hot. Like I must have gave a lot too much negative. It uh-huh. was coming really hot. Uh, you know, I'm kind of freaking out that it's coming in so hot. It's coming so fast that I try to spool the motor back up and bail out. But at that point, I was like five feet from the ground, and the tail just smacked on the ground. That hit first, pushed the tail, popped the tail off, and pushed the tail up into the blades. And then it was just carnage. Everything just ate itself. The blades both broke. The tail boom popped off and cracked in the middle um the belt got spun out and it was chopped into two pieces two separate pieces um the landing is the weird thing the the blade like twisted itself underneath the landing gear and like i picked it up and like the blades were stuck underneath the landing gear this is the weirdest thing wow Uh, you know i mean as far as the damage it's both frame size main uh blade holders the grips the main grips right uh the arms so those are kind of loose and bent the landing gear of course shot the tail the canopy got you know beat up i could probably reuse it but it's you know got some got some battle scars on it um all the electronics were fine i lost like a link or two and a servo horn broke but um overall it Mm. looked really bad and i mean if it wasn't a goblin or s a v heli, it would probably wouldn't cost so much to fix <laughs> I'm estimating roughly with main blades and kind of like everything that I, I think that's messed up to replace probably around five hundred and sixty dollars to six hundred dollars oh wow, yeah, it was a pretty expensive uh auto landing, I guess I mean it is what it is, you know it's all part of the hobby
0: well um, when you originally said it was an auto, I figured oh. It was under power, so it's not going to – or it's not under power, but you said you, you hit it back up. So you actually came in with a little power on, right? Or no, or did you hit it, it back It started spooling
2: back up, and then when I, you know, saw that it was going to crash, I, I hit throttle hold. So, oh,
0: okay.
2: I mean, it wasn't under power, but there was, you know, basically positive momentum going into the drivetrain. Right. And then I cut it off. So, you know, it it hit pretty good. It it did a nice job. I mean, you saw the pictures. It's Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it totally just ate itself up and said, you know, I give up on life.
0: Yeah, when you're when your tail rotor like breaks free and starts ripping the belt through <laughs> the boom itself, I'm like, oh yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not really angry about it or sad or anything about it. Um, you know, I I've had a real good run with this heli and I lucked out of a lot of near crashes with this, so um, you know, it is what it is. I'm actually going to buy another airframe. I think that will be my cheapest route compared oh, to wow. buying another kit or buying just the parts alone. Um, not a big deal. I mean, it's just money, you know. It's not to a big deal.
3: <laughs> it's just um, you can send some to airbears.org. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um,
0: you only borrow yeah. money for a short period of time anyways. <laughs>
2: um, besides that, I, I built a night rig. It's uh the goblin three eighty with uh um d i y blades. oh right um i you know I lit up the whole fuselage with red, white, and blue. you know go a little patriotic with that yeah, that thing looked great man it looked awesome um <laughs> uh so that was an interesting test flight because i I wanted to make sure everything worked before I flew it actually at night so um oh, i threw I threw batteries in it and I started spooling it up and, you know, when, as soon as the head speed started to go up, I heard like a whoop. And I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, it looked like um, basically the shrink wrapping I had. Not, not shrink wrapping, just a shrink tube, I guess, like PVC shrink tube on the right. blades to hold the battery. Um, it slipped off. I was like, oh, okay. Let me slip it back on. I didn't have a heat gun, but I had electrical tape, so I just wrapped it up onto the blade. And then I flew it, and it, it started, you know, it, it took off. It flew fine. It felt a little unbalanced. It, it had a little shake to it, and I think it's probably because when the battery slipped off, I didn't put it back exactly where it was, so it wasn't perfectly balanced on the two blades. Okay. But I was flying it, flying it back and forth, taking it easy. I had the lights on. Even though it's daytime, you know, it's kind of overcast, so it was nice. You, you know, I was able to see the lights. I started flipping it. You know, doing just very light TikToks to make sure that everything's holding up, and then I kind of stopped and I was hovering there for a second. I just hear whoop and I was like, "Oh, I lost something again." And then it was really wobbly, <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, I, I knew I knew that I threw a blade uh, the the battery off the blade." So I landed, and sure enough, the the battery shot off, and it's somewhere in our field.
0: Oh, jeez! Uh,
2: <laughs> but. At least it was a successful flight. I know that if I put the battery back on buy a new battery, put one on, um, you know, do a better job on, on securing the battery. Yeah. That I will be able to fly it at night and it'll be okay to three D. Like was you know, I was smacking it around and it was fine. Nice. So so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I would call that a success. Yeah. Successful yeah. flight. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean at the end of the, the flight I threw a battery. That's at least I know that I need to secure the battery more. Like, you know, it's it's yeah. okay.
0: Um Maybe yeah, take some sandpaper to it and some epoxy or something, right?
2: Yeah, I was I was thinking about that, epoxying it, then shrink wrapping again and then putting electrical tape on it. Like I I just wanna really secure it. I have a means of charging it while the batteries are on the blade so I never have to take the, the battery off.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That was a good idea you had.
2: Yeah, so I basically ran um, extra traces to the battery and isolated the, the LEDs off of a, a little switch, a micro switch, so that um, you know I could turn the switch, the LEDs off, and then I could hook up alligator clips to the uh, to the blade and charge the battery up. And actually, what I'm using to charge the battery is the the eFlight little um, UMX chargers. Okay. You know the one that uses four AA batteries, and you can plug the battery kind of like in a slot on top. Yeah. Yeah, just the one I had had didn't have the slot. It had actual like pigtail coming out that goes to the little connector. So I just snipped that, put some extension wires on there, and then use alligator clips. And I ch- I was able to charge both packs um, safely, you know, with no problems. It's a single cell, one hundred milliamp battery. So that that worked out great. How long will something like that last? Do you think? Couple I'm flights. Not sure. I would say couple of flights, which is fine with me. You know, okay. if I could get two flights and then. Kind of take it easy and let it charge up. That's cool.
0: The traces you ran down from the battery to the LEDs, that that looked like one strip. But is it, there's obviously got to be two strips in there.
2: Yeah. So it was one strip on top and then there were connecting strips. Um, and then there was one strip on the bottom. So top was positive. Bottom was negative. And then basically the way it. The, um, oh, I see. The, yeah. There's where the LEDs are. Um, there'd be a strip going up to either side, you know. Yeah, I can get one on the bottom, and I put three on top. And the, the best part about all this stuff is that, like, you can't just buy like a ten pack of LEDs and ten pack of you know the surface mount um, resistors. They come in like a thousand pack and like a hundred pack. Oh so right. I I mean, size batteries, I have enough to maybe make like ten or fifteen night plates. Okay. So I, you know, if, if two, if I can only get two flights, and I want to fly more. Yeah, screw it. I'll buy a couple more uh you know, battery packs and some blades and I'll make some more and I can just swap out the blades whenever I need to. Nice. But uh yeah, I mean the 700 going in was probably the worst news and uh, the night blade setup is awesome, but I think uh with every bad turn there's a good turn. Yeah. And my Goblin 570 finally sold. The heli I've been trying to sell for the last month and a half maybe or since Chris's uh, fun flyer. Which was that Labor Day weekend,
0: right, yeah,
2: so yeah, wow, man, that, that's uh, awesome, dude, excited about taking that money and putting it towards the seven hundred plus some extra stuff, yeah, yeah. And, you know I, that I
0: don't know the five seventy dollars I, I didn't think you'd have a problem selling that, and I, yeah, I, I, just I guess think it was. So. The,
2: I, th- I think it comes down to, you know, it's not a cheap heli, right? Like, no. brand new was 850 bucks plus all the battery packs, the motor, and everything. Like, I think I estimated just what I sold was around $1,600. You know, but obviously, I didn't get $1,600 back. You know, right. I got less. Yeah. But, but it's enough that I'll be able to buy another 700 airframe and then have a, a decent amount of leftover money that I could buy either several... 12 S5,000 packs or maybe, you know, get, maybe get something else, you know, like get something extra, like, I don't know, maybe a Protos or something. I don't know. Maybe another 700 (laughs) Heli. That's the balance of life, my friend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, let's get into our main topic here. Yes. Let's get to find out more about Scott and the Air (laughs) Bears. All right. So, Scott. Uh, first thing we got on the list here. How long have you been in a hobby? Uh, let's see. I
3: I think about five years now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I uh, not very long. I actually, when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. I can remember uh, seeing the guys, the old timers, flying their warbirds around, and I was like, Dad, that is so cool. Oh my God, I want to fly planes too. Mm-hmm. And he's <laughs> like, Sorry, son, I don't have. Three thousand dollars for you to fly planes because we all know back then it was all they were all gas and balsa and yeah um, yep so you know I was bummed and fast forward I don't know thirty five fast forward a long time and yeah. uh, there's a little park on my way home from work and I see the guys fly there all the time but I always just dismissed it because I was like you know I don't have that kind of coin so yeah uh, one day I I just, you know figured what the hell and I drove in and that's when I found out that. Everything's electric and they're foam. And the guy flying the plane, he was like, This was 60 bucks," And I'm uh, like, I could do that. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. So I went to my hobby store and I bought a little, I bought the little uh, Hobby Zone Super Cub. Okay. Little, yep. I got that, took it out there, tossed it in the air, and it nose died right into the ground. I'm like, and I tried it again and it did it again. I'm like, This thing's a piece of junk. I'm <laughs> like, It's. I was about to take it back, you know, but I mm-hmm. didn't. And then doing some research, I found Flight Test, and I learned about David Vindestal and yes. the Tricopter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So I started building Tricopters, and uh, they were much easier because I could just sit there and hover. you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So I did the Tricopter thing for a while, and then uh, I got a flight simulator for my laptop, and I played with that for eight months during the winter <laughs> like Kevin said <laughs> uh, and in the spring you know I dug that fun cub I I, I, uh, I, got that little um, mini cub mm-hmm. out there and I said you know I'm just going to throw this piece of junk into the air one more time and if it does it again you know screw it I'll just stick to copters
1: Right.
3: and this time it flew <laughs> so uh, when I found out that there was nothing wrong with the plane it's just that I didn't have the skills yet right uh huh So, uh, and after that, the, you know, of course flight tests, you know, you can build a plane for two bucks and I I jumped in head first and have been like addicted ever since.
2: Nice. Yeah.
3: Two, it's been almost two years ago. Uh, I was reading a story online about a guy, uh, it's an elderly man who like walked out of his house. He had dementia and he got lost. And they looked for him for like three days and couldn't find him. And one of the neighbors came by and says, hey, I've got a little, you know, copter. Let me see what I can find. And he found him in like 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Wow. And after reading that article, I thought to myself, man, wouldn't it be, what if we had like an army of guys just Uh like him that would just, you know, if something happened, they would just go out and help. And so I started
2: Air Bears and, uh. Oh, I can see it now, a big light bulb pop in your head like, wait a yeah. minute, that's a great idea. You know, honestly,
3: I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, you know, I read that article and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And I went to bed that night and like I woke up with the idea in my head, like mm-hmm. air bears and how it would work and what we needed to do. And everything was like already done in my head. Nice. And I filed for articles of incorporation for a nonprofit the state of Minnesota, at like 3.23 a.m. <laughs> on a Tuesday, and, uh, and I did it correctly. I'd never done anything like that before in my life, and right. so it's just amazing how this is happening, and, and it turns out that everything that I've needed to, to get this off the ground and to get it going has fallen into my lap, uh, like, you know, we were going to need we were going to need some T-shirts and hats and stuff, mm-hmm. and it turns out that my buddy Dan, who's a flying buddy of mine, he's a graphic artist, and he works for a company that makes that stuff. So he says, I, I got you covered. We can get that. Oh, and then we uh, needed a website. Well, the chairman of my board, board of directors, Tony, he's an IT guy. He's like, I can help you with that. So with the help of a lot of, of my friends who I would just go fly with,
1: mm-hmm.
3: they, had every, they had all the – all the talent and skills that we needed. And, uh, we went public with it at flight fest 14 mm-hmm. and right. we've been off, off to the races ever since. Wow. That's awesome. In, in fact, we've got, one of our members down in Texas has already saved the lives of four people. Really? Wow. Uh,
2: that's amazing. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, he works very closely with his local fire department and,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, yeah. In the, in the floods of 2014, he used an inspire and he saved, He saved four people with it. So yeah, I mean, he's a founding member, and we're off to a great start. The FAA is not helping, but we're uh, we're we're keeping going. Yeah, Uh, they're not
0: helping, but they're not getting in the way as much as we thought they were going to get in the way. I mean, anybody who knows me knows I'm no big government guy, but uh, like I can remember there being a question at some point whether or not we were going to be able to fly at all for Mm -hmm. you know six to twelve months there. I'm sure. Right.
2: Uh, I'm sure the airbears and you, Scott, had uh, quite a quite a bit of hurdles you had to get over to uh, continue doing what you guys do.
3: Yeah, you know, for, for almost a year and a half, we were able to operate just as just as hobbyists. You know, mm-hmm. nobody nobody gets paid in Air Bears. We're completely volunteer. Right. Um, well, now the FAA has got new rules, and so we have to. We actually have to operate under the commercial rules even though we're not commercial. So it kind of sucks right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're hoping that eventually the FAA will kind of relax some of these rules. I think what they did was they started out really, really strict, and then they will gradually relax as they see that these things really don't pose that big a risk. Um, Right. Because from a safety aspect, it it makes more sense to do that than to be real lenient and then... And and ramp up, right. Correct, yeah. So we're hoping cuz uh, you know we you've got the hobby guys you're just flying for fun and then you got the guys that are trying to make a buck they're the commercial and air bears we're, we're kind of in the middle right uh, so we need we need some we need some middle ground from them uh, but mm-hmm. until then un, until then we got to fly under the 107 rules and i just passed my test about 3 weeks ago oh so great so I'm, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm legal and uh, the rest of my guys are working on it it's going to take a while for our membership to get on board with that. I don't make it mandatory for membership because you know we're volunteers. Right. I leave it up leave it up to the guys. We we treat this just the same way as we did registration when it came out because you know there's a lot of guys that were against that too. And I told mm-hmm. them, I'm like, you know what, if you if you want to be part of this organization and you want to help your communities, we'll have you. And right. Whether or not you want to follow the rules is up to you. Now you have to you have to assume all of the risks. You know. Right. Sure. Right operating to, you know outside of the law but so far that really hasn't been a problem because really the only people are gonna you know cite you are the local law enforcement and yeah. those those are the people who are
2: calling to call right. us asking for problem. help <laughs> right mm-hmm. so <clears throat> so you mentioned the fa uh, 107 i mean i'm not actually too familiar with it i'm sure um we have listeners that aren't you know, too familiar with it, just being in the like RC helicopter, RC airplane type of uh, aspect of the hobby. Um, so, can you tell us about it? Sure, sure. Um, so, the FAA is pretty much, they've drawn
3: a line in the sand, and now that what they say is there is only two ways that you can fly what they call a UAS, which is an unmanned aerial system.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You have hobby and recreation, and the rules for that are under. Uh, 101 of the Code of Federal Regulations. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know all the rules for flying hobby, they're under 101. Now, if you don't meet every single one of those rules, then you automatically go into 107. And 107 covers everything other than hobby and recreation. Okay. So... That's what it is. A lot of people think that the 107 is about commercial operation, and technically it is not. In fact, the word commercial appears nowhere in the regulations. Wow. All it does is give rules for people who want to fly, not as a hobby. Huh?
0: So what's the biggest okay. difference between me flying my multirotor in a little race, you know, at my club field, and me being out at, you know, uh, an abandoned junkyard looking for somebody? Like, what's the biggest difference? The location?
3: No, nope, it's what they call the intent of flight. Ah. so it's all about intent.
2: Was it hard to take the test? Was it you know was it a difficult pass or?
3: It's not something that you can fake your way through. Uh, sure.
2: They basically
3: they want you to know uh, pretty much what a regular private pilot license, you know, what a regular pilot knows mm-hmm. plus. Plus the uh, all the quote unquote drone stuff. Um, they really want you to know how to read sectional charts, and uh, they want you to know the, the the rules and regulations. It's basically basically they want you to be able to fly safe mm-hmm. and know when and where you can fly and and not interfere with any manned aircraft and and
1: right, things right. of that
3: nature. So. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had all my rules and regulations. I've been, I've had my my nose in books ever since I started Air Bears, so I knew all the rules. But I didn't know how to read sectional charts. And uh, thankfully, my dad is a pilot. Um, ah. Oh, nice. He's not current, but uh, he still, you know, he knows how to read all the sectional charts, and he knows how to. You got, believe it or not, you got to know like all seven or nine different types of clouds. Why? I don't know. I don't fly anywhere <laughs> near clouds. Right. Right. <laughs> In fact, I'm legally obligated to stay 500 feet away from a cloud. But they make you learn it. Uh, huh. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's not. You know, people ask, is the is the test hard or is it easy? Well, that just depends on how prepared you are, really. Sure, of course. Some people say it. that the test is easy. It was a breeze for them. Uh, I found the test to be. A challenge. I didn't get a perfect score on it, uh, mm-hmm. but I did pass, and um, and I learned a few things. So it's all good.
2: So what does the test look like? Is it like a multiple choice test? You know, is it like taking a driver's license test, a learner's permit test? Like um,
3: the test is. Uh, well, what you do is you you uh, you go online and you find where you have a in a an, uh, an official FAA testing site, and it's usually mm-hmm. like a little regional airport in your neck of the woods. Okay. Uh, you make an appointment with them, you go in on your day, and it's a you take the test sitting at a computer. the The test is randomly generated. It's a sixty questions, okay. and it's taken out of a pool of six hundred questions. Oh wow! Right, so every test is different,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, and you also get a book, and it's the um, the pilot's handbook of aeronautical knowledge and a lot of the questions will refer you to that book, and you open the book, and you look at the chart, and you answer the question. And it's multiple choice,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and you have to get at least 70% to pass, and uh, you get two hours to take it, and it'll cost you
2: $150. Wow. Pass or fail, right? 150 bucks.
3: Pass or fail, 150 bucks. If you <laughs> fail, you have to wait 14 days to take it again, and
2: you'll have to bring another $150. Oh, Okay. Damn. So, so you mentioned sectional sectional charts. I have no idea what that means. Sectional charts
3: are maps of the sky, my friend. They are. They do not have roads uh, Uh or anything like that. They are. uh, I mean, if you looked at one, you'd go, "What?" Because there's a lot of information. You, You basically have to like zero in on one small little area. Uh huh. And and just get the information, because you can't take it all in at once. Um, if, you, if you want a, a very – an excellent resource online is called uh, Sky Vector. It's sectional charts for all over the world on your computer. And you can pull that up, and you can see what they look like. and uh, you, 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 You'll you instantly see that this is not something that you can figure out without some help. <laughs> you have to be taught how to read these things, because it's not something that's intuitive.
2: Yeah, I just see a bunch of green and blue and red dots.
3: <laughs> yeah, we'll <just> zoom in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How do I zoom in on this? Oh, it's, here we
0: go, plus sign. It's probably uh, something like reading a topographical map, you know, if you don't know what you're looking at, you know. Yeah, correct. You're not you going to understand okay. it.
2: Okay, yeah, I see like
3: All circles. square circles, yeah. yeah, uh-huh. All those circles are different classes of airspace,
2: and you have to know that. Uh, Oh, but I guess the green dots are like, you know, major airports or the different type of airports right. that give you, uh, I guess, you know, different clearances to to be able to fly in that area or not. Oh, right. okay. oh cool. Yeah, so I was actually curious. Was, you know, you're saying it's a map of the skies and like, you know, when you think about a map, it's a, a flat two-dimensional thing. Yeah, it might have some, you know topographical like type of features to kind of tell you the uh, you know elevation and stuff of the land but you know when you're thinking about the sky it's you know you can go all from 3d right it's all 3d it's all three-dimensional so um but that's cool yeah i i yeah i'm i have no idea what i'm looking there's a bunch of little lines here and it looks like a compass and this and that <laughs> it's <laughs> pretty crazy it is pretty crazy yeah
3: i i worked with my dad for a couple weeks on those things and Thankfully, I got them pretty down
2: pretty nice. pretty well figured out yeah awesome so do you fly um, just multi-rotors or do you also fly planes or helicopters I mean this can be part of air Bears. you know I, I know mainly on air bears there's rotors, but there's some fixed wing stuff but mm-hmm. um, you know as, uh, you know with the air Bears and also your personal hobby aspect, yeah, uh, the
3: only thing I don't fly is helicopters because, man, I just can't do it. I've tried. <laughs> I can't even fly them on a simulator. I, like, I'm like, i done. Oh Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's tough. Uh, but uh, as far as air bears goes, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't take much to, be, to, to offer your community some help. In fact, in mm-hmm. order to be uh, part of the organization, all you have to do is have something that flies and carries a camera and be at least 16 years old. And you can be in the, you can be in the, be on the team. Really?
1: Um,
3: wow. yes, because for, for a lot of municipalities, for a lot of these little small towns that don't have big budgets, um, just, just a little cub with a GoPro strapped onto it is better than what they have now, which is nothing. Right. So yeah, it really, it really depends on like where you're living and, and, and the, the situation,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, I'll give you a perfect example. The whole the whole drone racing thing that's a huge craze right now. Right. Mm -hmm. We love drone racers, uh, and firemen love drone racers. And the reason why is because these guys possess these skills that allow them to shoot through gaps and fly through tight spaces and this that and the other. That's huge because in a structure fire, Mm -hmm. one of the most one of the, a crucial piece of information for any fire chief is, is this building going to collapse in on my guys if I send them in? Right. The only way they can figure that out now is to send a guy in and mm. take a look around. Well, drone racers can do that without having to risk fireman's life. They can get in, they can take all that video footage, they can scoot back out and get them every, all the information they need. No one has to risk their life.
2: That's so, awesome.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, the applications for this technology seems to be endless.
2: I'm curious about the uh, the drone racers going into, um, you know, structure uh, fires. For, you know, back in my past couple of years, I, I was a volunteer firefighter. And the couple house fires that I actually, you know, went into, I could not see a damn thing. It's just so much smoke. That how, do, how does it handle? Like, how do these quads? Do they use infrared? Do they, you know have some type of special camera they can use to to kind of see through the smoke
3: yep they're called FLIRs, and we have one that's available to our entire membership so if they ever have a situation where thermal imaging is is a a required uh, Mm -hmm. capability they just get a hold of us and we we overnight that camera to them Uh, oh wow they're not cheap in fact uh we 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 have the cheapest FLIR camera that you can get. The resolution, honestly, it sucks. I mean, it's like looking at Minecraft in black and white. <laughs> but, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the next step up is literally like $10,000 or wow. close to it. Yeah, so it gets beyond the reach of 90% of our membership. So mm-hmm. uh, we have this We have this one FLIR camera. It was donated to us by my mom and dad. So uh, it
0: belongs to the entire membership. So,
3: yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah, there's there's ways of getting around smoke, and 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 FLIR is one of the ways.
0: I do uh, I install a lot of FLIR. Well, I'll, I do I have installed a lot of FLIR cameras in on projects uh, where Homeland Security's involved and stuff like that um, for different sites I've been to. And yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. They're they're a expensive, and b the quality isn't that great. But uh, that's uh that's amazing. I'll have to keep my eyes open for. You know, if my company wants to sponsor anything, or, or if uh, you know my, my awesome. project manager knows a smaller version. I know that one thing that caught my eye wasn't an add on for your iPhone. That uh, oh yes, that was an actual Fleer camera.
3: Yeah, I I know what you're talking about, and the name escapes me right now. Um, it's basically using the same Lepton lens that we use in our FLIR camera, and um,
0: yeah, yeah. It was only it was only a couple hundred bucks, but you know, and it did the same great. thing that that the FLIRs do. I mean,
3: One of the reasons why the FLIRs are so expensive, I mean, you can get thermal imaging cameras.
1: Uh-huh. They
3: they're out there, but I mean, Kevin, you know this. There's a component there's there's components in there that are controlled by the government. They won't let they won't let them import them in. So you can really only get them from FLIR, the company.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And and they they pretty much have a monopoly on it. They can charge whatever they want for their cameras.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, Flir Thermal One is what it what it was called.
3: The nice thing is that about it is that, you know, if the technology keeps going the way it's going, hopefully, uh, they'll get smaller and cheaper and lighter and mm-hmm. more accessible. Yeah. So, nice. just right now, there's only a few there's only a few that are out on the market that can actually you know, be used by a a copter. Right. And,
2: how, how big is one? Because you know. Back in my Firefighter days, you know, I had access to a thermal image camera. And I believe it was a FLIR, but it was big. It was bulky. It had a big screen, you know, like a, a four-inch screen on it. And, you know, it was heavy. It was like this big handheld thing. How, how small is the ones that
3: you guys use? A- right. So the, the one that's – the, like the best one right now is the one that can be put on a DJI Inspire. Mm-hmm. It's called the XT. Uh, and it's basically – it uses – it's the uh, FLIR view. And I want to say it's about, maybe it's a little bit bigger than a GoPro. Okay. It's a lot heavier than a GoPro. Sure. Uh, and, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the best one for, you know, for drone
2: capabilities.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, hopefully um, they kind of, you know, get more competition and and they release that type of technology because it is, you know, it is really beneficial for not just, you know, emergency services but just, you know, just different fields of engineering and and uh, like i'm you know i'm I'm buying a house soon to be doing a home inspection just like you know i don't know i just feel like that type of technology it's just better that you know it gets more readily available than not it just
3: it just makes our guys more effective is what Mm -hmm. it does i mean when you're when you're out looking for somebody i mean having heat sensing capability is that's a game changer oh I mean, yeah nice. makes the job easy mm-hmm. and we one day we i mean it would be really really nice if like fleer would say hey air bears if you want a clear camera come we'll give you a huge discount because yeah you know we're 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 a 501c3 we're like a public charity so
1: mm-hmm.
3: any any kind of help that anyone gives us it's tax deductible and
1: sure.
3: uh you know it kind of I mean, if I was running a company, I'd be like, "Yeah, I want to help these guys because that makes me look good to my community, and mm-hmm. I get a tax break, and it's a win-win for everybody." For
2: sure, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I I have faith. I think uh, as you get bigger, as as people, you know, kind of hear more about what you're doing, that's why I'm here, brother. That's why. Yeah. Um, all right, so just to kind of go back to like what kind of ap platforms do you have i mean is it that like i know you mentioned like it could be anything that can carry you know a camera but um you know you personally like what is your main like workhorse what do you what do you like to use
3: i, ha- I have an inspire one
2: version inspire. two
3: okay yeah and uh the reason i got that model is because it's it's pretty much it has some unique capabilities that no other copter on the market has that the, you know how the arms go up and down mm-hmm. on an Inspire. Yep. That gi- that gives us the ability to drop a payload up to six pounds because an Inspire is built like a tank. It's like overpowered. It can lift its own weight. Um, really. So yeah, we're using it. We can use it to, you know, deliver life jackets and yeah, things like that. Um, and then again, it has it has it's the most versatile. Uh, camera options so you know it comes with the regular camera that comes on it mm-hmm. you know high definition 4k it's beautiful well dji now has a zoom camera for it Ooh, that's really that's awesome yep that's awesome nice. and and they had the uh the Fleer camera for it so Why? Uh, yeah huh it's a it's a it's a workhorse and it's the most proven one in the field in fact um that's all the agencies are getting inspires right now because it, it's just it, it's that good. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I I'll be honest with you, I was a late adopter to DJI. I've I've been an, an APM guy all my life with the Pixrocks.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. You
3: now that's how I built all my copters with with APM. And I bought a Solo when it first came out, and I still have it. It's a great platform, but it's a backup. Uh, it's my backup system now because just the Inspire can do so much more
2: than it can. Right, right. Um, so, besides your aerial platform stuff, I mean, what other equipment do you normally like lug with you to to the site? Um, you know, like I guess Inspire comes with its own radio. Oh, I guess it comes with its own charger and packs too, right?
3: Yep, yep. You, you want when you go out on a mission, you want to bring you want to bring your essentials. You want to bring some food. You want to bring some water. You want to bring you know stuff to you know coat when you're out in the elements because you know you're going to be outside you're going to be out there for a long time Mm i i bring a i bring a landing a launch pad that's very important uh because a lot of times you're taking off in the weeds or the dirt and you know you want to keep your copter clean so have having a nice a nice uh reliable clean surface to take off and land from is is a good idea um Let's see, what else do I bring? I always bring my laptop so I can download my footage. Right. Um, you know, it's funny that you're asking me this because all of this gear right now is in my trailer still from the search and rescue that I did last weekend. Right. <laughs> and my checklist is in there too. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, like extension cords. Mm-hmm. Do you a bring a of,
2: generator? Like, do you, you charge know what? there? Or? I
3: have a generator, but I didn't need to bring it this time. So yeah, you want to have a way of what you want to do is you want to take whatever means you can to be as self-sufficient as possible. Right. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is show up on scene and have to ask people for this, that, and the other so that you can do your job. No, show up ready to do your job with whatever you need to do the job. Right. And then you'll be loved by the people who called you to help them and you'll you know, be called back again.
0: Scott, what do you think of the, uh, the, the Mavic or Mavic Pro that Mavic? just came out? I
3: think it's really cool. <laughs> I mean, that thing like fits in the palm of your hand. I was mm-hmm. very, I'm very impressed with it. Now, what its applications are for us, well, that has yet to be seen. Um, you know, situations present all kind of different uh, opportunities to use this technology in, in new ways. Um, I'll give you a perfect example um, we were in Reno this past spring at a conference for search and rescue using drones. It was the first of its kind. And a man by the name of Gene Robinson was there. And if you don't know who that name doesn't ring a bell, uh, look him up because he's pretty much the godfather of search and rescue using drones. He was the very first guy to do it. Um, hmm. and uh, I got to talk with him a little bit and he was telling me that, you know, cause he goes all over the world and does this, really. Um, Wow. Yeah. So he was over in some third world country. I can't remember where he was, but they had a huge like natural disaster and they had no means of communication. The only way they could communicate with somebody was was, was down to hand delivered notes. That's what it was down to. Wow. Jeez. So he's so this is get a load of this. This is what they did. So you know when you're on your cell phone and you're trying to text your buddy and you like you don't have good signal, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So.
3: Their phone will keep that message in a queue and when you do get signal it'll automatically send it right mm-hmm. <laughs> so what they were doing was they were typing in their text or typing in their message and they were strapping the cell phone up to a quad and sending it straight up <laughs> into the sky <laughs> until it got signal and that's wow. how they were communicating Wow so now now these now these machines become uh, like communication relay devices yeah. it's just it just, I'm like, what? That that never even entered my mind. Right? Who'd have thought of that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. But you know, like the old saying goes, uh, "Necessity is the mother of invention." You know, they so, wouldn't okay. have thought about it until, unless they they absolutely had no other no other choice. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's, let's try this, see if it works. Well, lo and behold, it worked great. So, um, yeah, the the Mavic could do that, <laughs> easy. Yeah. Nice. But I I like that I you know what I like I like uh its portability I yeah. really like how small it is and you know it's it's got all the DJI's firmware and stuff they're they're the leader in the industry so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty pretty reliable yeah um, right yeah so yeah I like it I, I I might get one I don't know we'll see how it goes. Christmas is coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we got a chance recently to use, uh, what was that that um, Bill had? Was uh, a Phantom 3. Phantom 3, yeah. okay.
3: And it was cool. Yeah, that's a, that's an extremely popular quad. A lot of our guys
2: have a Phantom 3. I, it's, it's really affordable, too, you know.
0: Yeah, especially since the 4
2: came out. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was amazing that uh, he had it in a backpack and just broke it out, and I was like, wow, the portability there is, is awesome. I think
2: it comes like that. Yeah, I think it comes with that case and like you know you, you have to take the props off, which kind of you know I could see it getting annoying. But yeah, I think it comes with that like backpack case, and you can use it to take off on it and stuff.
0: But he had the he had the props on in like a minute. I mean, while he yeah. was talking, to me, yeah. he was just screwing them together. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: They've got quick release on the props now. My, my Inspire has that where it's uh it's just a you you put the prop on and it's a quarter turn of a lock
0: and and it's on. So it's, okay. it's they're yeah they're on and off really quick. Nice. The flight times he was getting. The, yeah. the flight
2: times that they're just getting in general is amazing. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, this Maverick doing 27 minutes, that just, I don't know. That just seems insane to me. And I'm sure, like, I mean, what are your, what does Inspire get?
3: Well, you have to remember that any kind of advertisement, that's going to be inflated. That's going to be, like, sure. ideal conditions. Yeah,
2: ideal, like, perfect just, conditions, right.
3: Yeah. So that, that 23 or 27, whatever, mm-hmm. I would... I would cut that by a third and say, okay, this is probably where it's about. So about 19, uh, 20 minutes, that's still... That's still oh, that's, that's, that's very rest- yeah. That's respectful, sure. I mean, that's that's what I... You know, uh, depending on weather conditions, I'm getting about, you know, 15... You know, you I don't like to go past 15. I like to come home with a little extra juice in the tank sure. just to be sure. Right. Um, you know, I, I could go. I could go longer if I wanted to. But... As you guys know, you know, you get a
2: windy day and that will cut it right out. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So do, do you are uh, actually more the air bears? I mean, do you guys have sponsors? Do you have people <laughs> like companies that sponsor and you know, help we out? have a
3: lot we have a lot of companies that have donated gear to us um, mm-hmm. and and that's all fine and good. We love it. Uh, we make all that stuff available to our membership. A uh, perfect example of that is the most recent one we got from um, let's see, they're called. Oh, they're going to hate me for not remembering their name. Well, anyway, they have a new uh, product called the Water Strider, and it's by Drone Rafts LLC. Okay. That's the name of the company. Uh, so, this is a kit that you can strap to the bottom of any Phantom, and it allows you to take off and land from the water.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, that's, really?
3: That's huge. I'll yeah. tell you why that's huge. It's because nine times out of ten, when you're looking for somebody, they're going to be in the water, always near the water, hmm. near the in or near the water nine times out of ten. I don't know why that is, but that just seems to be the case. So amphibious capability is a huge benefit to any platform that's going to be used for search and rescue. And this product lets every Phantom have that capability, and it's also good for like deep snow and stuff. Mm, uh, right? Yeah, it's it's great. We're, we're very excited. And we're very, very grateful that they donated that to us because we awesome. were the we were the very first – not the very first, but they had a Kickstarter campaign. And we were like one of like ten people to get one. So thank you, drone rafts, Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, other than that, we don't have an official sponsor. Um, okay. I basically pay for air bears out of my own pocket. So um, that's that's limited us. Uh, I mean I've, I've got guys literally all over the world that want to get out and help their communities and I can't really help them right now because I don't have the funding to do it. I mean, one of the things is I got to find out what the legal situation is in those other countries. And I'm not a lawyer, so I got to hire somebody to do that. So right, right, yeah, I, our, our biggest hurdles right now is public perception and funding. Mm-hmm. Um, the funding, well, hopefully that'll take care of itself once, you know, I keep doing more of these things and the right person hears and, you know, and their hearts in the right place and they want to help us. Yeah. Uh, the public perception part, uh, we do a lot of community outreach. We do a lot of education. I'm going to be speaking to a, uh, a middle school this coming weekend, uh, introducing them to the technology.
0: Yeah, and I think that's getting better. Uh, the public it is. perception. Mainly mm-hmm, because right, we right. have a presidential race coming up and the media has better things to do than... The- <laughs> yeah, I got picked up Mr. Fry. Right. 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 Um, yeah. But, but I, I, uh, I just read, you know, that uh, looking ahead, they're saying that uh, drone sales are, are going to ramp up again, you know, to be quite the commonplace thing.
3: Yes, because, I mean, finally the FAA came out with some rules. I mean, we've been waiting since 2012 for them to do it, mm. and they finally did it. So, yeah, it's, it's supposed to really, really spur some economic growth and, and to help uh, maybe alleviate some of the apprehension that we get. Uh, that, that's that's another problem for AirBears is that the the agencies that we could benefit the most are they're they're apprehensive about calling us because for a long time they didn't know what the legal situation is like. Can we call these guys? Are we allowed to? Right. I mean, right. they, they didn't know. There was so much gray area that that we weren't getting all the calls, but. Hopefully, this new 107 and and the, and this will this will kind of help settle that down. Um, you got to remember, a lot of these agencies are going to start buying this stuff, and they don't have anybody that knows how to fly them. Yeah. Right. So we we go out and we'll help train, we'll help teach them how to fly safely, effectively. You know, because it's a lot of taxpayer money being spent on these on this equipment. The last thing I want is to see it wind up in a tree or a lake someplace. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, So give us a call. We'll send guys out to to help you integrate it into your departments, teach you how to fly, teach you some basic, uh, flying skills. And, uh, so you guys can use this, use this stuff at, to its
2: fullest extent. Right. So just curious, um, what do you, what do you do for a living outside of the air bears or is air bears kind of like your full dedication type of deal?
3: No, uh, like I said, no one gets paid. So I have Mm -hmm. a day job and, uh, I program and operate robotic welding machines for a military subcontractor here in
2: the Twin Cities. Wow, that sounds really cool. I've, I've been a welder all
3: my life, so that's that's what I do. That's what pays the bills, and that's what keeps air bears rolling.
2: Nice. Uh,
0: I guess I can't reuse that joke. Okay, hey, I'm a robot programmer, too, because <laughs> I have a
2: Roomba. Oh, because you have a Roomba. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we had with
0: um, Eric, Todd was on the show uh yeah. with kevin matuzik and he said yeah he's a robot programmer and uh i said oh yeah i am too i have a roomba <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah that's funny Honestly, i totally know. forgot about that joke <laughs> it's with uh, a i don't know when we did that episode it was before flight fest 2016 so yeah it was so a while, while ago, ago. Mm-hmm. were you guys at uh
3: 16 this year
2: yeah we were there 15 you come 16? by the booth have i talked to you in person you know i came by but you know you know just there's a lot of people there and
3: i'm telling you this is this this will be this let's see yeah last year or this year was uh, the second time i didn't get to the very first flight fest mm-hmm. but i've been to 15 and 16 and i'm starting to figure out that when you're at that event you're pretty much running around like a chicken with your head cut off for the right. mass for, for the majority of the time so
0: yeah it's a whirlwind I,
3: I was I was prepared to apologize if I had talked to you but like didn't remember or whatever because it's just so I, I mean you get there we set up our booth and it's just like craziness and then time to go home I'm like mm-hmm. what happened
0: yeah <laughs> right yeah I think I think we might have stopped by and said hi real quick uh, yeah I, I don't remember or I might have done it or we might have done it. Uh, the year before or, or something I, I don't remember no
2: I, I know i didn't do it 2015 um i don't know if i even saw a booth that year I'm, i might have well, just missed
0: it it was very
3: very small it was easy to miss yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you know but this past year yeah i definitely saw your booth you know i saw saw the i saw the you know the uh you had some fixed wing stuff there you had your your multi order stuff um, and the big air bears DR and like it's, it was hard to miss this year for sure. Um, good, it just good. seemed like you know every time I, I was coming by, um, I, I, don't, I might have just said air bears, you know, I just gave a shout out, but yeah. I don't think I. Uh,
3: oh, that was you? Oh, okay,
2: <laughs> I don't remember you, Steve. Yeah. So, but I mean, you, yeah, it looked like you're, you're you know explaining a lot of things to different folks and stuff, and I just kind of, you know, it's like oh maybe I'll come by later and just. You know, just uh, didn't get a chance to. So. But yeah, I mean, definitely notice the stuff you guys are doing, and it's you know and that's part of the reason why I was like, I need to get Scott on the show. <laughs> I
3: tell you, one of the special things that happened at Flight Fest '16 was, you know, they had the uh, they had the county sheriff there for most of the time. You know, just making sure everything was okay. And he came by the booth and we talked to him, and he's he's like, "Wow, this is pretty cool. So I like what you guys are doing." I'm like, "Yeah," I'm like, "We." You know, just let us know. We'll help you. And then the next day is when that car crash happened. And I just happened to be up in the air uh, flying around showing some people some things. And so I went over here and I got aerial footage of the accident scene and uh, had the file. I handed it over to the sheriff department. I'm like, here you go. He goes, what's this? I'm like, this is aerial footage of your accident scene. You can use it in your investigation. He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He goes, "What do I owe you for this?" I'm like, "Nothing. We do it for free." He's like, "Man, you guys are awesome." He's like, "I'm gonna have the whole department sign up." <laughs> nice. So, wow. I mean, we got to prove the value of the organization to a guy who was like, you know, maybe maybe on the fence or like, oh, that's kind of cool, but maybe think, man, you know, maybe it's not really a yeah. Or we'll what's use.
0: the practical use? When am I ever right, use it? Right, yeah, like, and then you just show right, it go, firsthand.
3: Pal. Here's here's proof. And he's like, "This is awesome." So nice. Yeah, that was that was cool, and it nice. was good that nobody got hurt in the accident too.
2: Nice, that's awesome. So let's. Uh, what is the Airbirds mission statement? Uh,
3: to utilize drone technology to the benefit of all life. That is new for us. We started out as being a search and rescue, basically, basically just search and rescue. And mm-hmm. what we what we learned when we went to that conference in Reno is that agencies are interested in so many more applications and I actually flew chief Wayne Baker who is the fire chief for Joshua Texas and that's where our member Garrett Brill saved those four people so I got I sent both of them a plane ticket so they can be a part of this uh, this conference and chief pulled me aside and he's like you know what he says you should change your you should change your statement i'm like why he says because you know search and rescue is great he says but there's just so much more you could do yeah uh so so we did we changed it and i'm glad it did because i'll give you a perfect example of an application that hadn't even considered to us and so we got called by a local sheriff here and he says we would you help us train our horses I, I heard like,
2: about what? this yeah, uh-huh.
3: yeah, I'm like, we're drone guys, we're not cowboys yeah, uh, right. <laughs> so so he's like, yeah, we got to sometimes at big outdoor music festivals or parades, and we have our mounted police divisions out there, and sometimes there'll be a drone in the air, and the horses are spooked, so uh, uh. so we're like, yeah, we'll help you with that so now we go out there, we've got a whole working with uh, two of our local sheriff departments we've come up with a like a little horse training program and we go out there we fly around the horses we get them used to it and by the end of the day they they're not scared of it anymore and that's that's a big big value to them because it's way better you know they don't want to find out that their horse is scared of a drone when they're out there in the field trying to get a job done
0: sure oh, absolutely so
3: so yeah we go out there and we, we help them with it we, we just help them with their anything they need basically yeah that's great so that, that's our mission statement. We want to use this emerging technology to benefit all life. If, they awesome. have, if there's some wildlife conservation that needs to be done, give us a call. Mm-hmm. We'll go help you. You know? Yeah. Just anything. Right. If there's a bad guy on the loose, give us a call. We'll help you find him.
2: <laughs> nice. That's great. Yeah. Um, so where do you see yourself and the air bears in, say, let's say five years?
3: Um, you know what I'd like to do is – I would, like to, I would like to put on these like little like seminars or something, and mm-hmm. people, people who are interested in learning how to do this can come to these seminars, and we'll teach them. We'll teach them for yeah. free. And when, you're, and when they're done, they've got the basic flying skills down mm-hmm. pat, and now, if they want to, they could join Air Bears because the strength of this organization is in its membership. Right. The more people we have in our database, the more chance there's going to be somebody local that's going to be able to help you uh, with what you need. all uh, right That's that's uh that's where I'd like to see it go. Nice. Uh, then again, it maybe it'll go in a direction that I haven't even considered yet. So who knows? Okay. True. At some sometimes I feel like I'm just along for the ride here. So
2: it gets crazy. Yeah, I'd I'd actually like to see um. Air Bears kind of be the uh like the database, the kind of organization that organizes all the uh the you know the volunteers and stuff but to see more like law enforcement, like actually pick up the technology and like you know okay hey you you're interested in this stuff let's ha- let's you know get the Air Bears to train you and and you know get the you know the police officer or you know public service person to like Learn this stuff and be able to really kind of spread the word even more, you know, than just, you know, the, the clippings of news that we see, you know, here and there and, and, you know, just kind of like make it just like a, a brush fire and just kind of take off, like have like every police department have one or two guys that do this, you know, kind well, of. Well, that's,
3: that's going to happen,
2: Steve. Uh, yeah.
3: To, to all of the, to all of the professionals that we've talked to, they all agree that, that a drone of some type is going to be standard. Standard issue equipment in every issue, squad right. car, every fire truck. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, the, uh, they went to so uh, the chief, Chief Wayne Baker. They, they went to every year. There's a huge uh, firemen's conference, mm-hmm. and DGI was there. They had a booth showing them all that, and awesome. and they're and the fire fire departments are calling the drone the best firefighting tool since the hose. Yeah, definitely. I that's how that. much they love these things. And to speak to your question about training, that, that's already happening, I awesome. mean, especially down in Texas. I mean, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's a lot, of, a lot of states are passing laws that are making it difficult for us to provide the services that we want to. The legislators are, are passing these laws that are technically against the FAA rules. So it's still kind of a mess right now. Right. but there's some exceptions and one of them is down in Texas that they're like their own country down there they do whatever they want anyway <laughs> yeah. um, but that state has embraced this they have totally embraced these machines um, and they're using they're using them for so many good things so now the the, the police departments and the sheriff's departments and all the emergency service professionals are mm-hmm. going to... Uh, our guy Garrett and Chief Wayne Baker, who've come up with a training program, and they're teaching these guys how to fly and how to use them and stuff. But awesome. uh, we're, we're, we want to do that. We want to do that like all over the world. Right. Um, yeah. Because hopefully. you know that's that's the benefit. That's the benefit that we have as hobbyists is that we we all know, man. It takes a good couple years of practice before you can fly without crashing, and we still crash. Yeah. But um, we have those skills. We can. We can use that knowledge, and we can help share it, and maybe help them be more effective and stay safe and save some lives.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, and then in turn might really enjoy it and join the hobby aspect too. <laughs>
3: well, you know, that was one of
2: our arguments uh,
3: last year when they said, you know, how are you operating? We're operating as as a as hobbyists, as recreation. Mm-hmm. It's like, and they're, and the and the question is, well, is search and rescue really a hobby? And I'm like, it can be. Why not? I'm like, we we, we enjoy helping our local, uh-huh. you know, we, you know that's that's enjoyment for us. We like helping our communities. We like saving lives. So yes, that's recreation to us. Yeah. But now we can't use that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we can't, we can't use that excuse anymore. Right. So with the DJI stuff, I mean, you're mainly using their, you know, flight controllers, their stuff. I mean. I don't know if everyone you know, who wants to get involved can afford like a, a three or four thousand dollars inspire. Uh, you know for someone like myself, I want to I, I, I really love building stuff. So.
3: Steve, you know what my you know what my other main search and rescue or my other mm-hmm. main platform is? A, a, a Radian. A Radian A big, okay. a big glider. that's yeah. what I yeah so if I uh. got to cover a lot of area. Just so happens that there's this little pocket right underneath the the, the hatch for where your servos are mm-hmm. if you if you unclip that hatch there's a perfect little socket that you can slip a Mobius in and it fits like a glove and it doesn't it doesn't change you got to shift your battery just maybe a half an inch forward to to get the right. cg right again but
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah that's a hundred and thirty dollar plane it it doesn't take much to to offer your community some help so yeah, to, to a lot of people thinking, oh, I have to have this or I have to right. have that. No, you don't have to. Because like I said, a, a, a lot of small towns, they don't have anything. They have nothing. Right. And you, you could help them out with that. If you just have something that flies and carries a camera, mm-hmm. that could help them.
2: So when, when you get a call, right, you know, you got your local um, fire you know department or your police department, kind of sheriff's department, giving you a call. Um Kind of walk us through the whole, like, from the call to, like, you know, when when the whole thing is done. Like, what does that kind of look like?
3: Well, it used to be they would call me and mm-hmm. and I would find the members and I would, like,
2: right. you know. Kind of dispatch uh, them, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Now, and the, my guys, we were, we were having our little board of directors meeting and they're like, Scott, we have to change. This is not scalable. You're not going to be able to – at some point – you're you're going to be like – you're going to be sitting at your computer all day answering the phone. I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't want to do it. It will be a full-time so, job. <laughs> and, and again, it just so happens that uh, my vice president, Dan, uh-huh. in his spare time, he likes to curl. That's the sport where they push the big stone across the ice. Curling, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that weird uh-huh. thing that Minnesota people and pretty much only Canadians do. Canadians, um, yeah. Uh-huh. So he does that and – one of the guys that's on his curling team, he's like super computer man. Uh, he knows the ins and outs, and he built us a new website from scratch that does all the dispatching for us.
2: No way. Oh, wow.
3: So, yeah, that's awesome. So the way that works now is that our website is set up. There's there's two ways that you can be a part of Air Bears. You can either be a pilot volunteer your time and equipment to help, or you can be what we call a commander. Uh, You can request some assistance. So what they do is they'll click on that, Mm -hmm. and once we verify their information, we, we approve them, and then they get access to our entire member database. So if there's a situation out there and they're like, okay, they can go to our website, they can do a pilot search for, like, 10, 20, 50, 100, 200 miles diameter from where their location is.
1: Mm-hmm. And it'll,
3: it'll find the nearest guys. And it'll pop up. There's their member profile. You can see what they fly, how long they can stay in the air, whether they've got any special skills or certifications. And the agencies can pick and choose the guys that are best suited for the situation. And there's their contact info, and they just get a hold of them themselves.
2: Oh, that's, that's nice. awesome. Wow.
3: Yeah. That, that made a huge difference. Thank you, Tom. Tom's the guy that did that. He's, he's awesome.
2: Nice. Thanks, Tom. Good luck with that curling. Uh- <laughs> Good luck with that <laughs> curling. I watch it every four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It was like with the little brooms and they sweep, 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 sweep.
3: sweep. I know. I, you know. I watched them and I'm like, okay, I get it. This is, I can see how this can be fun. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the other thing about it, it's like, it's the only other sport that I know besides bowling where they really drink a lot oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're doing this sport, so oh, you can imagine a lot of drunk guys slipping on the ice. It's fun to watch sometimes
2: <laughs> right, right. cool so um, okay, so I you know say that I'm a member of the Air Bears, local law enforcement calls me, I'm available, I pack up my gear, and I head to the site. Um, Normally, what does that kind of look like at that point? I mean, I'm I'm guessing you work with the chief or the the site commander. Let's just say for like a search and rescue, like you're trying to find a missing boy or something in the works. Sure, sure.
3: And and we just got done doing that this past weekend. And um, what we recommend our members, we we strongly recommend that they take what's called an ICS-100 certification. And ICS stands for um, Incident Command System or structure, something like that. Um, and it basically gives you, like, not so much the rules, but it, it lets you know how emergency situations are handled from a logistical point of view. Right, and, like, terminology too, right? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It just so just so you kind of have some idea of what to expect when you show up uh, in, in, a, in one of these situations. Um, so what you do is, yeah, you show up. And the first thing you want to do is you want to check in. Right. Find, the, find the person who's in charge. Tell them who you are. Introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll you know probably take your information, and they've got to keep a head count of the people who are there to help them. Sure. Because, mm-hmm. You know, we want to make sure that everybody comes home safe. Yep. So uh, it's very important you check in, and then you get your instructions. Sometimes your instructions are just sit and wait. Because maybe there's, uh, maybe there's a helicopter in the area, mm-hmm. and they don't want any conflicts. Right. So maybe you just sit and wait. When we when we did ours uh, this past weekend, we were given a map, and they already had plotted out on the map the areas that they wanted us to focus on. So they're like, here's your map. You guys mm-hmm. can go ahead and, and do your thing. And they, they cut us loose, and we went off, and we got our job done. You don't leave unless you – tell somebody that, you know, I'm leaving, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. because,
3: you know, they want to make sure that everybody gets home safe and sound.
2: So yeah, that's,
3: that's, that's basically it. You can go to, uh, you can go to our Air Bears Facebook page and you can see the video that I made of the search that we did. It's not very detailed. It just gives you a little bit of information of what you can expect when you go out on a mission. Uh, one important, very important aspect of being an AirBear member is that any footage, whether it be photos or video, mm-hmm. any any of, any of that that you take, it doesn't belong to you. Right. Uh, you may have to give it up. Not all the times, mm-hmm. but depending on the situation, uh, you may have to forfeit that video. And the reasons for that are pretty obvious. I mean, the, the last thing we want to see is somebody's family member.
0: Right. On YouTube. Right. That's for
2: sure.
3: That's worse. That that just, that doesn't help anything. So, uh, that's a very important aspect and, and, and we hope our members, uh, realize and appreciate that. And it hasn't been a problem. Our, our guys are, their hearts are in the right spot and they, we've got a lot of really dedicated guys on our team and, and I'm, I'm very lucky to have them, but yeah, that's, that's an important part of it. When you get your footage, you hand it over to them. They'll download mm-hmm. it, and they start pouring it over. And if they say, you know, hey, you know, you can, you can use this. Go ahead.
2: That's pretty much it. Nice. Yeah. You got any other questions, Kevin? You want to ask? I was just wondering.
0: You know, since we're more or less do-it-yourself type guys,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, built the electro Hub and built the Dragonfly that flight test puts out. Is there any kind of flight controller that? you would recommend scott uh that you could send up and have it stay in gps hold or and and because i would envision bb being also being a camera guy and installing a lot of stuff and and having some stuff here whether it's old or new or being able to maybe test things out with a
2: with a ptz
0: <laughs> camera and you know just put it up there because mm-hmm. the ptz zooms are insane nowadays they're so small and they're 35 to 1 and i mean i can read license plates from like easily a quarter mile away. And uh, so my envisionment for, for some kind of aerial platform was, you know, send something up to a certain height, say 100 feet, and have it sit in GPS hold and and then uh, use the PTZ function in that camera. We think the
3: autonomous flight is great. Um, so anything that's going to make it easier for you to fly the craft
1: uh-huh. is
3: going to allow you to focus on getting the job done. So you're right.
0: not – right. So – and that's something you could actually even turn over to whoever your commander is and say, you know, you can, you know, if you had it set up with a joystick, you could actually, you know, just control yeah. it. He can control
2: it real time. And Oh, yeah. Lot of, Here's lot a of transmitter time. for the camera. You can point Sh- it wherever you need to point it. Yeah. Right.
3: Sure. That, that's, uh, that's actually what um, the guys in Texas were doing with their Inspires where they had the dual controllers. Okay. You, had a, you had a pilot. And then they would let the firemen control the camera because those are the pros. They're the ones that need to look. They know what to look for, right? Right. And and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, I don't have dual controllers, but what I do is I've got my FPV goggles and I give them to them, and I let and they they're like, okay, well, let's see what you got here, and and they they instruct me,
0: give me direction. So see, I'm I'm thinking something along the lines of like something I could build uh, because I'm. More or less a, a cheap guy and uh, <laughs> a DIY guy. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, I you know something what? like an APM or
2: Pixhawk or yeah,
0: totally. I mean, you can get an APM
2: dirt cheap Yeah, NASA.
3: Any yeah, like any of those things that gives you the ability to just like relax and yeah. let right. the machine fly by itself. I mean, I just used drone deploy for the first time this past weekend, and I was like, oh my god, thank god, because. I mean, the thing just does it by itself. Mm-hmm. You know that that's awesome. Uh, that takes a lot of pressure off you because you know when when you're out there in, in these situations, you. I mean, we all know that like when you made in a plane for the first time, that your knees are knocking pretty hard. Well, right. Uh-huh. Just, ima- just imagine when you get somebody's life on the line out there. It, it can right. get, mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets even worse. So, uh, be very very confident in your gear. You know, have stuff that you know is dependable. And stuff that you know is easy to fly. Easy to fly is a huge thing.
0: Right. Um, yeah.
3: That's why I like my Radian. You know, that thing is so easy to fly. I don't have to worry about flying it so much. You know, I can concentrate on getting a job done. So, yeah, your, your basic – I mean, flight controllers are – they're amazing now how advanced they are for the money.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I mean, I bought, I bought my first Pixhawk when they were like 400 bucks. Wow. Uh, yeah. And now, yeah, now they're t- they're like, what? I think you can get one for like a hundred bucks
2: now. It's crazy. Like a hundred something that come with like the GPS module. Yeah, and it comes with and right. All that right. stuff. Yep.
3: So that that's awesome. I mean, the more the technology gets more accessible and cheaper for people to to build things that are easier to fly. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. That just that just makes takes the workload off and makes you more effective out in the field. So <laughs>
2: nice. I was thinking when uh, Kevin, when you were like, "Yeah, you know," so I, I would like to strap a camera on there, or something a little bit older. And I'm just thinking, "Damn, how would it look if you had a VHS camera on the quad?" Oh, <laughs> I'm like that would be kind of weird. Uh, yeah, anyway. and big
0: <laughs> at your uh, yeah at your 240 by 380 or whatever it is resolution. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. three, and then when you're and then <laughs> I was just you know I, I kind of get like all. I don't know, not daydreamy, but when when you're describing some stuff, I was just thinking like you get to the scene and it's like CSI, and it's like you open up the trunk and it's just like this big fifty inch TV that you plug your you know your your basically your video transmit uh, receiver to it, and and uh, and like everyone's watching, and then firefighter or the the com- you know chief is controlling the camera.
1: <laughs> that's
3: not a dream, Steve. They have that right Today? now. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. There's there's a there's an agency down in Texas who have outfitted a Chevy Tahoe uh-huh. just for uh, drone response, that's and you're right. I I you pick up, you that. lift up the back end, and it's mm-hmm. a huge, like 40 inch or 47 inch flat screen TV, and then they've got the chargers, the generators, the drones, the cameras, and it's all. Awesome. Yeah, it's that's their. It's, instead of a K9 unit, this is their UAS unit.
2: <laughs> cool, that's what we need. I mean, think about if if every you know county sheriff right like you know has something like this it'll happen of, my friend yeah the type of exposure um the type of you know just the lives that people could save you know
0: i want to get a 59 cadillac and do it up like ghostbusters but just have the drone stuff in it
2: <laughs> <laughs> have the crazy I,
0: siren all that.
3: i love it yeah <laughs> i love that idea that's great
0: get out and go anybody see a drone
3: <laughs> Who are you gonna call
1: yeah. <laughs> That's
3: awesome. I ain't
0: afraid of no drone. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. There you go. Oh my God. We should, we, Kevin, you used to do video production. You should make a spoof kind of huh. spoof movie off of Ghostbusters with drones. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he got me tearing over here. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Yeah, let's move on, I guess. Then. Um, any last thing you want to say, Scott? Before we move on to the next
3: section? Um yeah, if you if anybody who's listening is interested in joining our team or helping us out with a donation, just go to org and uh you can scroll all the way to the bottom for the donation, or you can join up and be a part of our team. We'd love to have you.
2: Awesome. Alright, so anyone have any news? <laughs> I I home?
0: was searching for news and I didn't see anything.
2: Uh I mean I guess the Maverick thing is uh you know, the new DJI thing, that's news. It seems to be pretty cool.
3: It's interesting to see what's happened with the the Mavic versus the GoPro Karma.
1: Because
3: mm-hmm. in my opinion, I don't know if GoPro is going to make it because that Mavic kind of blows it out of the
1: water.
2: Yeah, so I just finished listening to uh, the Flight Test uh, podcast today. And they were talking, um, Chris Rocaglione and, and a bunch of those folks were talking about... Um, just that, you know, comparing the two. Right. And it seems... Now, mm-hmm. I,
3: I will say that there's a high there's a high likelihood that the the Karma is going to have better, like, image capturing capability. Like, the camera's going to be better. Yeah,
0: because it's a GoPro um, product,
2: right? Right. It's so GoPro right. concentrates on the camera. Aspect.
3: Sure.
0: That's, that, that's what right. they're known
3: for. So, um, yeah, so that they might... It, it might be, you know, it just might be different tools for different jobs
0: who knows yeah but the karma is probably gonna if you need a little stand it's gonna cost a little more money And a backpack it's gonna
2: cost some more money oh that'll happen with the Mac too it's it's, it's, i only say that because gopro was like that with the with all their stuff you know sure sure well i mean i think they're saying that the the karma is like it's a couple hundred dollars cheaper um it's
0: like 7.99 versus 9.99 i believe but
2: does the karma come with a camera no, it does not. It doesn't Ooh. come with a camera. See? So, so obviously... Is, yeah, yeah,
3: how much is the camera? Because it doesn't...
2: $200 it, easily, right? It'll, it'll only take 4. the
3: GoPro 5.
2: Oh, really? It won't take the uh-huh. uh, Session, the the smaller, square one? I don't believe so. Hmm. Okay. But then the, I think the DJI is actually a better value, right? Because you get... You, I think it comes... Which one comes with the handheld? The Karma. Then you can put the uh the gimbal on so you could actually use it as a handheld uh, the
0: karma has a karma grip and it's compatible with the hero five and four uh oh, and the hero, the hero session five coming next year
3: uh okay. okay so next year they'll make it compatible
2: with the session right okay oh, okay i mean when you think about the dj they're known for their ease of flight The yeah. the also i mean when I was reading about the Maverick having the um Collision detection. Right. I mean, that is cool. I don't know if the Karma does. It might. It might not. But
3: that, That's the thing. When you look at the two companies, you've got DJI, and they're like – they're drones. They're yeah. drones primarily, and they carry cameras. Okay? And they make well, awesome
2: cameras too, right? Yeah.
3: That, sure, sure. Uh, but you've got GoPro, who is like – they're cameras. Yeah. And now they decided to get into the drones. So how good are they at making the drone? Mm. How – You know, how reliable is it, you know, how easy it is to fly, all that kind of stuff has yet to be seen.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was GoPro, I would have just partnered up with someone like DJI or Unique or… We thought um, they
3: partnered up with 3DR. That's why I bought a Solo.
2: Ah, okay.
3: Because that's what the Solo takes is a GoPro camera. And I was like, oh, sweet, you know, American-made and, you know, integrated. That's kind of changed now. So 3DR is having a rough time and they're kind of changing the ship around, and who knows what's going to happen with that company. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of another reason why I went and gotten an Inspire because I, I don't know what's going to happen to 3DR down the
2: road. Right. L- let me ask you about Inspire or just your take on DJ. Now, I remember uh, this, this is probably several months back now that um, DJ was going to release a firmware that. Made it so that you wouldn't be able to fly around uh, major airports and stuff like that. Right. Yep. Did that actually happen? And does that actually inhibit you from doing, you know, your airbear stuff? Like if it happens to be an oil refinery that's on fire and you need to check something out, but it's close to Newark Airport and, you know, like,
3: like, Correct. Kind of- it's current, you're right, and those systems are in place. They're called, they, uh, DJI calls them, geo. well, no, everybody calls them geofencing. Geofencing, yeah. uh, right. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, it has not been a problem for us yet. Okay. But I could see where it might it might be. Now, DJI has gotten around that where if you are going to be flying at a uh, sensitive area where they deem that you shouldn't fly, mm-hmm. you can you can get a hold of them and tell them, and they'll send you like a code. Oh, to that unlock will. it? To unlock it? Yeah. Huh.
0: That's in case uh, Hillary Clinton has a an attack on the White House front lawn and they can't find her for some reason. They just uh, call possibly, him.
3: possibly. <laughs> Don't. Wow. Not going to discuss oh, political. They need to get up uh, and do right a lot. That. You
1: know, <laughs> no.
3: Let's talk about religion now, Kevin. No. Uh. I almost said,
2: Jesus. Anyway.
0: Anyways, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Um, all right, so I guess that's really it for the news. Um,
0: you know, I, I'm looking at the the Karma and the – I mean, the Karma is $200 less than the Maverick, but the Maverick has a 4K camera. I don't even know what 4K cameras are going for. A 4K GoPro has to be like well, three, dollars I mean, $400, right?
2: No, I mean, well, yeah. Uh, depending yeah. on the the frame rate. Like, my GoPro 4 Silver, that does 4K. It just does it at, like, I don't know, 25 frames per second.
0: Yeah, this does, uh, it says Ultra HD Video 4K. It says 30 frames a second.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, it's it depending on your application, right? Like, if you're doing, like, high-speed sports, like, if I'm trying to track my heli, I don't, I don't do 4K i not do because it just doesn't have the frame rate. Like, it ends up skipping around. But if, you know, if things that. It-
3: there's not many things that you can watch 4K on. Yeah, I, I
1: don't.
3: E- I don't even record on 4K. I'm usually, you know, 1080. I can get a lot more footage on my SD card.
1: Right. And mm-hmm.
3: and it's uh and it's more than suitable for any kind of search application or or you know any kind of emergency situation because yeah. mostly they're just going to load it up and watch it on a laptop right there and on
2: on the scene. Right. And you don't need you don't need 4K for that. See, I feel like. 4k might be too much but the 2.7k the kind of in between the the 1080 and the 4k um i feel like that would be a good compromise
3: yeah because, i've used it a few times
2: yeah because i mean you know laptops normally they have pretty high resolution on their lcds so you you can run two 9, two 2.7k uh resolution and, and when i saw chris um on he, I have the footage on my laptop of him recording my helicopter at Flight Fest. And one of the things was is that like the detail you see is so much better like than what I remember of any video I've ever taken with my ten eighty p camera. Like, yeah, it's pretty crisp. Yeah, it's crisp and like we were seeing the wind on the on the soybeans, like kind of raking through, you know. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, it was yeah, it was I mean you know that's the reason why i say 2.7 is a good compromise so you can see the minute details you know cuz it might be something small right like you know if you're high up depending on your height your canopy cover of the trees if you need to look at something that's far down the better pixel resolution you can get the better i think it'd be you know
3: correct
2: so but yeah i mean 4k especially i think like if you did do 4k or if, if someone wanted to record 4k video and had a Capability of, your know, camera supporting uh, whatever, 128 gig hard drive, you know, SD card, whatever it is. And um, uh now I just lost my chain of thought. Did
3: you hear they're coming out with a terabyte SD card?
2: I think, isn't that Samsung? It's just crazy. Crazy. I haven't seen
3: how much it was going to cost or what the speed is on it or anything. But, oh my God, it's, it's insane.
2: It's probably the price of an Inspire.
0: <laughs> Jeez. You know, uh, so
2: you buy an Aspire and then you spend another four thousand, three thousand, four thousand for an S D card.
3: S D cards <laughs> are crazy. I picked up this excellent little product on Amazon and it's a it's a credit card. It's a it's the size of a credit card, mm-hmm. but it's got all these little individual slots in it, and you can put your S D cards in it so they don't get lost. And oh, I nice. love
1: it. I love that
3: That's thing. Cool. It's like my stocking stuffer this year. Uh-huh. So all you guys in air bears,
2: you know what you're getting from me for Christmas <laughs> nice. Uh so let's move to what's next for you in the hobby.
3: On the hobby side, yeah. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast here, I got my little mini track that I'm gonna be building over the winter. Nice. Uh,
2: so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Um, Quick question. Is there sure. so with the snow um you know, by you Wisconsin you said, right? Uh
3: Minnesota, Minnesota very dude.
2: Sorry.
1: No,
3: it's okay. We've only got the best NFL teams. Okay. Uh, I was going to mention that. They Midwest, <laughs> come on, big and big the big best job.
2: stadium.
3: Come on, man. Minnesota. You,
2: you know, I might actually be going out there in October. later. This... That's
3: okay. We're not cool anymore since Prince died, so I don't blame you. It's our... uh... <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> what, it's... what part of Minnesota are you? Just curious.
3: Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in the capital city of St. Paul, but uh, St. Paul and Minneapolis, they're so close, they call them the Twin
2: Cities. Ah, because uh, I- I'm actually waiting to see if uh, the budget's approved me, but I have a basic convention out there that I want to go to. Yeah, why and don't I might you be wait till January, February? <laughs> well, it, it it's it happens in October. It's like oh, okay. only once a year, and I think it's like October twelfth or eighteenth or something like that. For like I don't know, it's like a Tuesday through Friday or something in Minneapolis at the Guntier Theater or something like that. Guntier. But, oh the uh, guthrie yeah that's it
1: the
3: guthrie theater yeah
2: yeah i heard it's uh, a real beautiful. nice it is it's beautiful so i don't know if i do go out there maybe i'll i'll ping you and we can meet we up. should
3: totally hook up
2: yep. yeah we'll go go we'll have a drink or something and yeah, like sure. if you need well, a place yeah. to stay you know my house is your house <laughs> nice um wait so my question was going now i'm getting sidetracked but uh so, like, there's absolutely no flying in the wintertime? Is it, it's like, you know, you can't just. Oh,
3: no. One, one of the nice things about this state is that we have the highest uh, population of golfers per capita. And as a result of that, I mean, like, if anybody watched the Ryder Cup, that uh, <laughs> was like the most raucous audience yeah. in, in golf history. Even this Bill is, Murray. We love our golf up here. <laughs> Really? Only, okay. Oh, we only get like six months to play. Uh-huh. So we get it when we can. But in the winter, they build these huge things called golf films.
2: Like the big balloon,
3: big positive balloon. Positive
2: air thing, yeah.
3: Yes. So we've got those peppered all over the metro area. And when the golfers are done, we go in there and we fly our planes.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. cool. Yeah.
3: Yep. Nice. So. Yeah, we got that. And, nice. uh, you Those know, we're stars. pretty hardy up here, so we'll, we'll get out and fly even, mm-hmm. you know. We put on our snow boots and we put our transmitters inside these little heated glove things. And
0: right. We, we make do. Okay. Steve, these are people that actually know what negative 40 Celsius is in Fahrenheit.
2: What is negative 40 Celsius in Fahrenheit? Uh,
0: it's the same. It's negative forty. <laughs> uh, is that right? Yeah,
2: I did not know that. Uh, I don't, <laughs> it looked mind.
0: like Scott didn't know that either. You guys oh. got to pay attention when you were in high. You know, oh, I
3: know that zero Celsius is thirty-two <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Right. So how does
0: it just know. equals out because it's not it's it's uh, when you go to Fahrenheit you basically not... double it. Make and do add do Kevin. Yeah. It's too Sorry. late Sorry. in the day. <laughs> sorry
3: all i know is that when i take a deep breath through my nose if it freezes up then it's too cold it's so too cold <laughs> jeez <laughs>
0: oh man
3: kevin what's where are, are you week? guys from kevin i can hear from your accent you're on the upper east coast we're in jersey okay well both of you are yeah yeah okay cool
0: cool i don't have the joey bayonne jersey accent I've been told hey, no. I've been told that yeah. I don't sound like I'm from Jersey. But if
3: you want to go get some coffee, that's all right, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Me and my brother Joey, we're gonna go have a slice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh god, I used to watch the Sopranos.
3: I was like hooked. Oh yeah. I started talking like
0: those guys. No, that's that's like <laughs> I, I'm I'm like anti Jersey, I guess, because I didn't like the Sopranos. I don't like Bon Jovi. I don't like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and okay, it's like, I don't like
2: <laughs> Uh, I bet you love the Jersey Shore, though.
0: And I don't like the Jersey... Well, I did like it when I was a kid, but Like, nah. like Snooki. No. The Jersey Shore, where only one of them was actually from New Jersey?
2: Yeah. Yeah. GTO.
0: I don't even know. So I don't know who was what on that. Dude, that was way after my time,
2: that show. Uh, that was when MTV just was gone. Like It was just... I mean, it was way it was gone before then, but yeah.
0: MTV that's like what... ruled the world at one point, dude. I I swear that yeah. when I when I was in the army and after that, like, w-
2: that's all we did was watch MTV, man. Oh, me too. When I was younger, for sure. And then they stopped playing music videos, and Headbangers Ball went away. Yeah, well, it's just
0: uh... we never liked the Headbangers Ball because Ricky Rackman was was on it. <laughs> he was just yeah, we used to pick him apart. But Headbangers oh, Ball yeah. was great, man. We you know that was that was great. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. Sidetracked. Uh, yeah, that's cool. All right, so what's next for you, Kevin?
0: Uh, I'm going to do some flying, I hope, because it's been like two weeks. You
2: better. I feel about like kick I have a... to show if I have you don't. <laughs> to kick you off the show. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll have to break through.
2: Yeah, you have to. Break you'll through, be back, back to show. a ProBi member. No. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <sighs> yeah, I got to do some flying. I can't, I want to fly that scale thing. Um uh, mm-hmm. I'm actually going full-scale flying on Saturday, so I'm going to do that. Uh, That should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, it's not Hurricane Matthew and me fighting.
2: I mean, no, they said the weather is going to be pretty nice this week, at least for Saturday. I think Sunday they said it's going to start
0: turning. Yeah, so I should be okay.
2: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Then I'll probably be uh, either local or out at the field, Mm -hmm. hopefully on Sunday, man. I got to fly that freaking jet. I still haven't flown that.
2: Oh, wait, wait for me the week after, man. Okay. Yeah, like fly your scale, heli, Fly your helis, Fly some, you know, your your beavers and stuff, whatever you like to fly. <laughs> you know, your busted up beaver. But yeah, save the jet because I want to. I want to. I want to Facebook Live that. I want to make sure we get that out. You know, great. Get some video on that. <laughs> yeah. No, no pressure. No Kevin. pressure. Come on. Kevin. You're you, only you're used like to the pressure.
0: One twenty. Yeah, dude, I don't care. You know
2: me. I, mean? I yeah. don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what i gonna do? So cool. So that's yeah. It, man. Good luck with that stuff, man. I want to also uh, make sure you bring your GoPro or Mobius for that flight, the the full scale flight, man. I want to. I want to see what that's all about. You know?
0: Yeah. I'll bring. Awesome. I'll bring my GoPro and my roll of duct tape and be like, dude, I'm gonna stick this somewhere. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Because it's I ha- all I have is a GoPro. I don't have any kind of I have a little tiny stand.
2: But I mean, don't you have your Mobius too? Or does that it doesn't work?
0: Yeah, that's kinda in two pieces. Where where is that? I had that around here before.
3: Uh that's, that's one of the most abused cameras in the world. Yeah. Oh,
0: no kidding. <laughs> I busted but they're great. Fodres. Yeah, yeah. It still works, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. if it still works, tape it to your hat. <laughs> tape it to I a hat and just put it. I
3: lost up. mine in the drink and uh it's still working, so
2: really. Nice. Yeah. Uh, mine couldn't take uh, one of those like FPV, like I don't know what they call it, the gates. I smacked <laughs> my quad so hard into that I, I ejected the SD card and cracked the you know housing off of it, and it never worked after that. Poor Mobius, I need to get another one. Yeah, they they are pretty good bang for the buck. Yeah, sixty seventy bucks, can't go wrong with that. All right, I guess I'll go next then. Yeah, man. So, yeah, uh, I got to get ready for the heli harvest in Connecticut. I think that's kind of the last of the northeast type of uh, heli fun fly, Um, you know, before the fall comes and the winter, or the fall's here, but before the winter comes. Uh, i got to fix my Goblin 700 or figure out what I'm going to do. I'm most likely going to pick up an airframe tomorrow, which is Wednesday. I got to pack up the 570, get that out the door tomorrow. Try to fix the night blades so I could try to get that ready for the weekend. I'm not sure how late I'm going to be staying at this uh, event, but if I do stay at dusk time, I want to, you know, be able to give a night-ish type of fly, a dusk fly. Um, cool. Give that a try, and then um, my Oxy Cube, that heli, I don't know. I, I just haven't had the time, obviously, with buying a new Logo 700 and building that thing, and then, and then when you know, going through the repair. Uh, Process or not the repair, but the assessment process of the goblin, see what parts I'm gonna need and stuff. So yeah, I mean, helis, 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 got a lot of heli stuff to do. I want to build another flight test plane though. That's kind of been like in the back of my mind while I'm doing all this stuff on the heli side. I'm, I I keep on looking at my Viggen. That's just like. It's like the wings are just so warped and everything's just kind of beat up and half the paper's ripped off of it. And I'm just like, oh, I need to build another one of these.
0: Oh, I thought you meant a different
2: plane. No, no, I want to build another vegan and do the S setup. I want to glass the the foam board too. So like, build it, cut the paper off, fiberglass the wings. Jeez. But I think that's all going to have to wait because um, I know I've probably mentioned it a little bit, but... You know, I'm in the process of buying a uh, my first home. and Oh, you're yeah. done. So, <laughs> so, I mean, so this Wednesday I have all the home inspection stuff. And, and that's kind of the reason why I bought the 700 Heli, um, you know, as quick as possible. Like, as soon as I decide I want to get another one, I just kind of went for it. So that way yeah, I know that it's after your that- last,
3: It's your <laughs> last grasp of, of, yes. of fun before you're stuck mowing the lawn and shoveling snow for the rest of
2: <laughs> your life. Yeah, so, I mean, um, the home inspection stuff is all tomorrow. So I'm actually off tomorrow, and I got to kind of you know, meet up with the home inspector and the chimney inspector and the ground scan people and just all these type of uh, home stuff. Um, But, yeah, if that goes through, then I'll probably have to wait on any real purchases, like anything big at least. I'll buy parts here and there. But once I get painted, moved in, all that fun stuff, I will have a dedicated spot in the garage for my more hazardous building stuff, CNC maybe. Nice. And then I'm going to also – it's a four-bedroom house. I'm only going to need basically three bedrooms. So that fourth bedroom on the ground floor will be my my indoor hobby work area (laughs) uh, slash – um, you know, podcast recording. I thought you were gonna
0: <laughs> say it. I only need three bedrooms for my hobby stuff. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man if, <laughs> Yeah, Bria would probably walk out the door right now if she <laughs> if <you> heard that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I got that kind of stuff, and then once I get that dedicated space, I mean, I still have that that uh, Great Plains um, All right for J three Cub the Cub, yep. Quarter built that you know, I just kind of stopped because I needed the room for helis, so yeah, I, I'm gonna lay that on another on a table on its own and start working on that again. and Hopefully, get that done after the you know, during the winter time and have it made in for spring. Um, so that should be cool. Get another balsa kid airplane in the air. I don't know, we'll see if this whole house thing, uh, you know, I got a yeah,
3: full plate, problem. my friend.
2: I do, full I plate. do, I keep myself busy, you know, all the time. Yeah, life's too short, man. You gotta gotta get a lot of shit done and have fun doing it. So. Well, mm-hmm. Alright, so Kevin, let's uh let's do our wrap up. Alright,
0: man. Let's wrap it up. I feel like I want to play that song. Wrap it up all the time. Anyways, um <laughs> I was on Podbean and I saw that gear and Neatersphere started following us. And our buddy Muse liked. Another episode, and I don't know. Podbean's been weird. It's it's telling me that there's comments, but I can't find the comments.
2: Uh. Did you go through the email and click on the link from there? Yeah, and it I said like it told there's... me to
0: log in. I don't know. I'm just not tech savvy, dude anymore. It's hard to keep up with. It is, and I'm the most tech guy in my company, which is probably why I don't. Well, not in my company, but in the division I work in. So well, you got I'm, a Roomba.
3: I mean, there you go. That says it all.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, you can program. You have a new, uh, great news. One user has left you a new comment. Please log into your account and check, Mm manage your comments, and join the discussion. I logged in and I couldn't figure out where to go.
2: Yeah. Log in, then go back to the email and click on it again. And since your browser will be automatically logged in, (laughs) I don't know. Control Alt Delete. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just hold down the power button for 10 seconds.
0: Open up your command prompt and type delete C. Enter.
2: Uh, look at you, Windows, folks. Uh, How about RM-RF? Oh, Mac. <laughs> Mac just... and Linux and BSD and Ubuntu. like It's all the other non-Windows.
0: Well, if it's non-Windows, I usually do the Windows screensaver mod on that, which is I open up the window and I throw it out. <laughs> it's like the old toasters with the wings on it.
2: <laughs> yeah, the flying toaster. You yeah. know someone uh, uh what did they do? I wonder if Flight they... Test did that. Yeah, flight test what did they do with though? wasn't a toaster, it was a... They did a toaster.
1: Yeah.
3: They've they done did a toaster, toaster they've they... done a
2: blender, they've done a microwave. No, 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 but they made a screensaver and it was like Oh yeah. It was yeah, it was all the little
3: flying toasters yeah. going by the screen. Yeah. And it was that dramatic. was man, that was a long time ago. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's going back a bit. Mm-hmm. So that was all I saw on Podbeam.
1: okay all
3: right, sorry. so sorry if
0: I, sorry if you're leaving us comments and we don't know they're there,
2: I still have to figure that one out. Podbeam has been a it's been kind of a struggle. Oh, one thing I want to mention about Podbeam though, and I posted this, I believe I don't know if I mentioned the last episode, but or if it was oh no it was after it was uh when I was posting the last episode
0: you mentioned it after the episode was done recording.
2: No, no, no. So oh. I didn't mention it because this happened after. Okay, so I'll clarify for you. <laughs> but um, basically, uh, yeah, I was checking. You know, when I was posting the the episode forty two with Gina Tucker, I noticed that we had over twenty thousand downloads. Oh, with, that's right. With yeah. forty two ep- or forty one episodes, because that was that episode wasn't released yet. It was just being scheduled. So that's pretty nice. Uh, yeah. You know, twenty thousand downloads with only forty one episodes being released. So that's a a decent that, amount that of doubtful. That doesn't suck. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Congrats to nice. us. Yeah, so thanks uh, to all listeners and and obviously um, to all our guest hosts, you know, because I'm sure they, you know. sure they at least listened to one episode. <laughs> yes, they at least downloaded their episode.
0: <laughs> that's what Kyle yeah, Stacey but... said. I said, hey, did you listen to this other episode? He was like, no, I just listened to the one I was on. <laughs> I was like, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah. My mom and dad will listen to this for sure.
2: Oh, nice. Okay, make sure we beep out everything. <laughs> oh, well, we haven't
0: a... s- we haven't said anything nasty. Did uh, I lose you guys?
2: Oh no, I'm still here. Oh. I'm just I'm I'm just kind of planning if I should say something nasty. Oh, I was gonna
0: say that's not a cue to say something nasty.
2: <laughs> All right, Facebook likes. Yeah. We are currently at 327, and that's uh, plus 10 from last week. Nice. Congratulations. Um, And when I'm looking at it, let me just see one. Of course, we have plus 10 from last week, but I only have nine new names. Yay. Um, All right. I'm going (laughs) to cue that music because I am going to butcher at least one or two of these names.
0: Yep. Let the butchering begin.
2: All right. Let's go. We got Josh Easter. Mamosta Arraz, Kenny Sierra, John Woo. John Woo. I love his movies. I love his movies. Those movies are awesome. Except he Double hasn't done any in a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah. The last
0: John Woo it's, it's movie. I,
2: I, young Fat, man. They, they just made great movies back in the day. Hard Boil. Uh, young t- fat. Fat, young fat, right? Every time I see that poor guy,
0: I think of Howard Stern. And Howard Stern said, Oh, shouldn't that guy be getting me coffee or something like that? Or shouldn't he be taking coffee? <laughs> oh, that's a Yeah
2: racist howard stern well what we do expect yeah
0: that was back when howard stern was on- anyways forget it <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right um we have Kadar sakari Kadar is um the father of Sh- cheyenne sakari okay sakari. um we met him at flight fest we, yep. you know he was the uh the boy i think he's seven years old yeah and a cancer survivor Yep, um, I think he was, you know, diagnosed with cancer way young. He, you know what? Actually, he sent me a Facebook message, and I think um, it's worth to it just kind of give him a little quick uh, shout out. Is it about?
0: Is it leukemia type? Like I don't know. Uh, is it is it a
2: pediatric type cancer? I don't know if it's like I don't pediatric, but it had idea. the uh, mesothelia I think name to it. So yeah, so Cheyenne has always been a good hand. No, no, where is he? Where where am I reading from? Uh, Sorry. He was diagnosed with neuroblastomia cancer when he was four and a half years old. Wow. Um, This is directly a message that Kadar sent us. You know, all of his family obviously was in shock. He started uh, therapy at Peoria St. Jude's Hospital. Okay. He spent three weeks in the hospital and a month early in his therapy cycle. Um, I guess he went through chemo, I guess, which has got to be hard, you know, uh, for kids to kind of like, I don't know, deal with that type of pain and suffering, you know? Yeah, dude. But during that time, he, uh, he, you know, they got into the Disney Planes movie on YouTube and, and then that kind of led its way into flight tests, um, building the RC Dust plane, uh, dust, dusty, dusty, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then while he was in the hospital, they... Uh, he was given a $40 drone to kinda of learn to fly around his hospital room. Uh he said that he got so good at it, he amazed his nurses and doctors with tricks they could do with it. So his uh so his parents decided to get him a nano MCXRC Heli. And I guess that's how he started in the Heli, because he um you know this kid's pretty good at flying helis. Yeah. So yeah, he he got good at you know tight maneuvers and small spaces. So, all through 10 months, he was given RC Heli and drones to fly in the hospital, which is just awesome at a hospital to allow him to fly something like that, um, you know, in his hospital room. Yeah. I guess it's kind of a, I guess, you know, it's kind of a therapy, right? Like, to kind of take your mind off of of kind of the healing process and and kind of learn to do something new and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's doing a lot better now. Um, he's actually a sponsored pilot, too. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he's he's a fellow teammate with, uh, I guess, Lynx with me, and he's also Oxy and Gawi helicopters. So he's actually probably a teammate of uh, of Gina. Yeah, yep. Um, He's actually been in two magazines too, uh, Flying RC and RC Helipilot.
1: Hey, RC
2: Helipilot. That sounds familiar. Yep. And uh, yeah, and he's working to do a -A Make-A-Wish Foundation to set up funds for fun fly for kids next year," he said. I guess to kind of get uh, other folks, other kids, you know, in the situation into it. So yeah, that's awesome, man. That would be really cool. You know,
0: you get get some kids that are, that can come out and and have a good time. You know, at, yeah. at, at something like Flight Fest,
2: right? Uh, Buddy box with them. Let them enjoy yeah. the hobby. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So thanks for writing in, Kadar. Uh, let us know how everything's going. Okay. Next on the list, we got. I like this name. RC Heli Noob. Nice. Your parents must not like you, call you RC Heli Noob. We were all noobs at one point. Yes, indeed. Uh, I still am.
0: I was going to say, some of us still are. That's me.
2: (laughs) Um, And then we got Bill Socorros. Next name, this was... A really hard name um, for me to pronounce because it had a lot of those lines and tick marks on top of different letters and stuff. But I'm just going to wing it. It's uh, Jindrish Pusit. 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 you Pusit. Pusit. That works. Yeah, there we go. And finally, coming up on a ninth name out of ten is Jared Martin. Nice. Cool. Oh, Scott! I wanted to also mention something. Um, yeah, if we uh, ever go to another, like, if you know, if we meet up at another Fun Fly or you know, say Flight Fest next year or something, I'll buddy box you on a heli. We'll get you to fly a heli. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's kind of that's kind of been tell my you what. now. Every Let year me, I've been trying to get someone else to try a heli out in. You know. I'll
3: fly your rebuilt Goblin. That way, if I crash it, I don't feel so bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely let you fly an Oxy or, or my Goblin 380. Yeah, I,
3: I, I don't even know what an Oxy is. I'm like, I'm not even going to worry about hell. Oh, yeah, there.
2: yeah. Start small. The bigger yeah. helis are very intimidating. I mean, we're talking that's, about, you know, a 700-size that heli. That's, you know, it's, it's very… It's, that's
3: serious equipment there. It
2: is. Yeah. It's like… Taking like a DJI nine hundred millimeter or a thousand millimeter frame compared to like you know a a Maverick, right? It's like the Maverick you're less intimidated because you know it's like smaller, it'll do less damage, you know. But then you get the big, you know, octocopters, you're like, ooh.
0: (laughs) Yep. Well, I'm glad you volunteered your own helicopter this time, Steve, and not mine.
2: (laughs) Well, actually, did I? (laughs) You know, it just worked out that way. I, I think I offered my Oxy 2 last, uh, you know, with Joel, but I don't, I no one else has a V control until now. So we can definitely buddy box with one of my alleys because you got a V control.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: Yep. Yeah. So we got two now as a group. So awesome.
3: Well, yeah, we, we'll definitely see you guys next year because uh, Flight Fest is an event that we, we look forward to and that we will never miss. Uh, we consider that whole thing. The whole flight test guys are like family to us. We – Air Bears would be nothing without Flight
2: Fest.
0: Awesome. Nice. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, do we have any Facebook comments?
0: I had something I wrote on my phone. Let me just look it up real
2: quick. Sorry. Yeah. While you look it up, Gina posted a picture of her uh, charging case. Oh, right. the Revo – Dual Revo Labs 8 PL8 or something like that, which is awesome. It looked really good. And, I mean, it looked like she, she, like, milled it out of wood and everything and then, like, um, wrapped it in, like, that carbon fiber vinyl and stuff. It looked really nice. Um, she did say that she needs to get some fan grills because she doesn't want to lose her fingertips in the fans.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good idea.
2: Yeah, I think that's a very good idea.
0: <laughs> well, dude, uh, I saw yeah. somebody that posted a shirt. I thought it was Russ Cox. He mocked up one of our Freefall RC shirts. And oh, yeah. Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacey, Kyle Stacey on it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that was right. Oh man. Uh, oh yeah, that was great.
0: That just cracked me up, man.
2: On other note, we have an awesome video of you flying your five seventy at South Jersey uh Heli Group Funfly. Yeah. 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 Our buddy yeah.
0: um Desk yeah, the... Pilot mm-hmm. put together.
2: Yeah. Get nice. to see you uh fly that beast around. Yeah, and I
0: didn't I didn't think I did that many like reverse flips, like tail, like flying backwards flips. But I guess I did.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're you're definitely working on that flying backwards because I know you said that that's something that you wanted to you know get yeah. more comfortable doing. Yeah, but you didn't do the move that I want that I always enjoy seeing you do that scares the crap out of me.
0: Oh yeah, I think I did that on the next flight with the five seventy. I know I did it with the five seventy once.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was cool. do we have any website comments by your silence i'm guessing no
0: yeah i don't think so all right itunes reviews we have an itunes review
2: oh shucks really
0: yeah and it's from jj easter who i can only guess might be josh easter uh it says great show guys i'm in the entertainment transportation business Your show really gets me through the night and really puts a spark back in my love for the hobby. I didn't know where he was going with that sentence, but I'm glad it ended there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's fun to hear Chris's voice as I purchased a helicopter from him years ago. It was an old POS T-Rex 450 Sport. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this. Five stars. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time Mm -hmm. to post a, a review on iTunes for us. He's in the entertainment transport business. Hmm. Does that mean he drives like the Batmobile to the set or something like that?
2: That's what I'm thinking. I'm just yeah. gonna go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. it's like the guy that drives that. the Batmobile. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so uh drop us a nightunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Facebook like us, Facebook.com slash freefallrc podcast. Don't forget to check out our website, uh, free4rcpodcast.com. Hi, Chris. Say hi to Chris. Hey Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> uh, we got Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, other than Flight Test Podcasts, and then Free 4RC Podcasts, sitting next to our buddies at FT Community Cast. Uh, Scott, if someone wants to get involved... Um, Let's just go over your contact info, you know, get in touch with you for questions or maybe you want to get involved with the Air Bears. How would they do that?
3: Pretty simple. You just go to airbears.org or you can find us on Facebook at airbears.org. <laughs> so,
1: uh, <laughs> nice. yeah,
3: if you want to see some really cool stories about this stuff, saving people's lives and making a difference, mm-hmm. check out our Facebook page. It's at airbears.org.
2: Nice.
0: Nice. Thanks for coming on the show, Scott. Yeah, thank
2: well,
3: you. Well, thank you for having me. You know, the, this kind of exposure is going to make a, a big difference in in our success. So uh, thank you for having me on the show, guys.
2: Definitely. Awesome. All right. So thanks to our listeners uh, from the free for rc podcast crew. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Hey, Nick. Bye-bye, guys. Hey, Nick. Bye. Bye. Okay, I forgot to say hi hey, to Nick. <laughs> hey, Nick. i haven't heard from Nick. <laughs> Uh-huh. Hey, Josh, Mike,
0: and um, Pat. Yeah. I gotta get that down.
2: Hey, yeah. Josh, Mike, and Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Are, we like Are we done? Yeah, dude, yeah we're done. Yeah. Oh. Steve, do you tell people, hey, something like P.I.